0: hello and welcome to our podcast realities in this episode we're here from asylum seekers and refugees based in the north of
1: england talking about mental health issues i think there is a stigma attached to mental health when we are in our country yeah no one wants to be called or seen as that that person have got mental health issues in this country it's
0: quite normal depression is not big issue for everybody during these years my depression was very low and slowly slowly it get higher and higher and higher every time when I went to the the GP and I explained to them that uh, affect me really badly they said no it's uh, a common disease it's normal everybody uh, everybody has got this problem Mm -hmm. but it's not just simple problem Mm -hmm. can cause big 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 issues Mm -hmm. and uh, it is really opposite my country. In my country, physically attack is a lot, and in this country, mentally attack is a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but mainly
1: when uh, people are here, uh, if you say to someone that you might have got mental health issues, it's not something nice, but with the time uh, we we get used to it. Because we don't want to accept, although we, most of us, after this long wait with asylum and all of that, it's, it's very normal to have, um, you know, stress or depression or some people who have had bad experiences back home. Uh, PTSD is very common mm-hmm. but it's not diagnosis at early stage and especially people sometimes they don't want to admit that they have got a mental health issue. There are things which are happening uh, to raise awareness about that this is not, it's not that bad. To, be, uh, to have mental health issues or anything because when people see their own people talking about this thing yeah. I, th- I think they accept it quite quite easily and, and
0: also okay. most of the asylum I know they are hiding their health uh, especially mental health issues because of their life situation in here they're scared if we uh, show them how much we are in depression or depressed mm-hmm. and how much our Anxiety is high. They may be uh, take away from us, our children. Especially, they are scared about their uh, children. If they mention at the beginning, I have got that much depression or anxiety. Uh, they receive that help uh, um, uh, support. They get better because they scared of home office and they don't want to show and the social worker and these issues, they're hiding. Is it
1: an issue that if, if you do sort of let people see that you, or know that you have those mental health issues, that
2: you
0: could lose your children? Mm. Or, is with that single
1: parents, it is an issue, with <coughs> single parents especially.
2: <coughs> yeah. Yeah. it's a fear factor, um, they're just kind of uh, admitting they have, and if they admit the problem of the tension or whatever, they will be prosecuted and uh, the welfare of their uh, offspring will be taken away from them. That's that's a genuine fear. That's a genuine fear because these things are not openly discussed. It's a taboo in our uh, culture. Not the religion, it's a culture. It's a taboo. Nobody talks about it. And if there is a problem, it's shoved under the carpet.
0: Uh, I know a lady just a few years ago told the doctor, Sometimes I feel depressed, like I want to kill myself. That, that, just that one word made big issue for her. And a doctor reported to the, that. That uh, happened big, big things and that affects her children. And, and the lady said, no, just I said like example. I didn't say I want to do that. But I used it as an example that much I, I feel like.
2: is, is the, the whole process of having to leave your own home move to a completely different country face everything that you face not a situation that's going to cause anxiety and so depression me... in any case that not...
1: that's true it's a kind of depression anyways and yeah. then I'm, uh, if I'm allowed to Maybe uh, set a campaign, or maybe do something. Uh, it will be about diagnosing PTSD at early stage, rather than seven years after. This someone have claimed asylum. Maybe they may have got refugee status, and then doctor saying you have got PTSD. Maybe diagnose it early and uh, just treat it early, because this is not happening. And um, as soon, um, most of so most of the cases we have seen. The psychiatrist and the CPN, they uh, as soon they know that uh, this person is an asylum seeker, they don't want to write that person have got PTSD because they know it will help their asylum case, because then it will prove that this person have had some kind of um, horrible um, experience or is, uh, something happened to them. So they don't want to write, they don't want to confirm. It took um, a few of our Service users. It took them a couple of years to come to that point where GP said, "Oh yes, I think I believe that that person has got PTSD." Oh, and still they have written minor PTSD, so they don't.
2: Uh, they say, don't accept it. Yeah, accept. because they see they that. They want the uh, because the the cost going to be involved in yes. treating that on their own department not only so that that has a lot of yeah,
1: not only that they are happy they are happily giving medicines and we have got issue with that as well yeah. that there is this is there is something called social prescription why are they only prescribing medicine yeah, with is. mental for mental health issues i think social prescription is much more better i was put in mental health unit for few months, my daughter was on the child protection plan, and n- medicine wasn't helping me at all. Until I came out, uh, my friend from Crossings, she gave me all the encouragement, motivation, and now no one can say that I ever had any mental health issues. I think now I give other people mental health
2: issues. This <laughs> 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 is yeah, me when yeah. uh, the GP told me to, you know, send me to the. Uh, Firstly, try to prescribe uh, pills, and I refused to accept them. I says, uh, no, there should be a alternative uh, to do it. Then uh, Shrink and we discussed and talk and talk and I'm uh, back to square one. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you you can talk openly to a stranger than your family group or from yeah. the family yeah, member or right. close mm-hmm. friends yeah. because there it's not a physical wall but it's a psychological wall which you yeah. the threshold mm-hmm. you cannot. Yeah. and a your culture doesn't necessarily yeah. exactly. it's, it's a taboo no, and, no, and no, you, you cannot uh, no matter how much you want to uh, speak to your you know, close ones, beloved ones to explain and uh, share your uh, anxieties and your problems but that uh, uh, invisible wall mm-hmm. prevents you doing it, yeah. whereas when you the third party on the other side you can openly discuss because there's nothing that's going to come back yeah. if you talk to somebody, if you have a courage to talk the taboo and uh, they'll just laugh it off and uh, just ridicule you and that's another fear you know Talking, uh, so
1: the cost, coming back yeah. to the point The cost is not the main issue for Home, uh, home Office because being an asylum seeker Staying in the circumstances yeah. for 7 years And seeing so many other people in the same system Because GP, uh, they, GPs They are happily writing The prescriptions, mm-hmm. they are providing Medicine, the only problem is they are not Willing to confirm on the piece of paper This person have got PTSD yeah. Why? Because they know it will help The it asylum Yes,
2: yeah, Some psychiatrists
1: yeah. are really nice They do have Help. They do recognize, but the uh, home office is pressurizing them so much because home office then home office need to accept this one. Uh, with my personal case, even uh, the SCPN, uh, uh, she said as soon um, I said something, and she said, "Okay, so now you need a letter for me from me to give it to home office." I said, "Did I ask you for that?" She said, "But I thought you meant." I said, "Please stop thinking. I'm not." I didn't ask you to think and I didn't ask you to give me a letter I'm only talking about my issues and I really need help with this but after that I've never been there because if that CPN have already made up her mind that I'm an asylum seeker yeah that's
2: what I'm saying In the negative point they yeah. have prejudged I don't want a statement uh, that oh I've got this and uh, I've done with as long as there's somewhere I can go and get
0: you know, of it. In my opinion, <laughs> some doctors are not nice to um, uh, talk, um, to write about this yeah. issue. Some doctors are really worried about the again to answer home office questions because of it. They will be in charge to answer yeah. all the home office questions. When that letter received to home office, home office Again, will be contacted to that yeah, GP that, to from that, from that doctor and yes and
2: they, they feel yes, uh, it's
0: not easy for that doctor to answer they all these questions
2: and then they are being, uh, yeah,
0: know, yeah nobody wants to make so another create, create another problem yeah. for themselves. Everybody wants to be free from away from the problems.
2: So, so, what do you think could be done to assist um, new new people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what, what, you know, first time
3: if you go to GP, if your GP refer to the uh, you know mental health uh, centers, and the first question, first you go over there and they say, are you okay with asylum? I said yes. You have any case problem now? I said no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then why right. you are coming here? I said I don't know. If yeah. I know about why the doctor referred me here mm-hmm. and they said then they start talking what you want what you like what you feel I, I, if I say about little bit asylum they say oh it is the same asylum case you want to have if you talk to different things then they said yes you are in depression yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Either depression? Or because asylum. I have lots of experience like this time mm-hmm. and one thing uh, our um, our two ladies home office mostly coming my home and she <laughs> they always are your
1: friends isn't it <laughs> yeah at the
3: moment she is my friend as well but she mostly <laughs> when she is coming my home she always said to me why you not go to the doctor about mental health issue i am always say no i'm absolutely right and the mostly she go to the other homes she oh you're in asylum that's why you are going to mental health issues <laughs> so, is and then she said <laughs> I say I'm absolutely all right. You must go to GP. The special call to my GP. At, uh, Not <laughs> only
1: your GP. Remember they ring another organization we have volunteer as They ring them and they said, oh, you know she is def- she definitely needs some help. She has got mental health issues. <laughs> and she's the one who is saying I, I don't need any uh, you know help. I'm okay. And there are some people we have witnessed who say they have got problem and who are say they're sure making it up. up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sometimes, uh, if you are so strong person, if you are so uh, like your inside is so strong and brave person, but still, sometimes you can't handling yourself. Yeah. Then you must need support. You but that's that's, that's, that's why showing. I my
2: situation. Uh, I, I thought you know I could handle everything, and uh, it it, uh, it wasn't. And I, I I was thinking it's just the uh, losing the job. Was my issue, but that wasn't the only issue. That, w- that was a part of a stress where I was uh, doing nothing. And I had, from my second job, I had retired the photography and the videography. And my full time job, I was paid off. And uh, I was expecting my family members to not uh, financially support me, but just by word of mouth, just yeah. giving me comfort. Oh, don't worry. You know, we we'll somehow we managed to hope and uh, the very first person I was expecting was my wife. And uh, to this day, I've never heard from her mouth. And that—that's uh, you know—it's um, easy for me to say now, but at that time,
0: yeah. it was uh,
2: just I, I didn't want to talk Family
0: support, is the yeah. most important. And if I yeah.
2: then, on top of that, I lost two yeah. close friends, and that went even further. And if I had not gone to uh, the Shrink, if you want to call it, I wouldn't be sitting here talking and laughing. Yeah. I'd probably be hiding myself in the corner somewhere. I mean, on occasions, everybody was celebrating the you know, festive days and I was with the Shrink. And to this day, I haven't told them because it was too personal and too emotional to tell the family because they will not understand me because they don't have the understanding of what I'm going through as an individual. They they think oh I'm the you know head of the family I should know everything I know nothing, mm-hmm. you know I, I know only as much as you are. These are you are all sitting next to me, in mm-hmm. our own capacity.
0: That's why I'm so happy of that type of uh, um, like group when people sitting together. She has got something to bring it out. She has got I have got. Then we realize no. I'm not just alone. Yeah. There I'm are other the people who are, are facing other that,
2: people who have more uh, problems than yes. myself or and sometimes it, it is you that can you um, encouragement. Yes. You know, exactly. Make you stronger. You know, yeah. when you hear other people what they've been through yeah. and uh, then you understand their problem was greater than yours. Yes. And then uh, you just been and letting uh, go. And that's the benefit of
0: the, this type of community and mm-hmm. uh, um, organization. When people coming and sitting and talking to each other and it is one way to leave that mental health issues away from yourself.
1: Realities is produced by Community Arts Project Northeast for the Transnational Radio Encounters Project. The music is crossing many hills by the crossings
3: by